Historically, religious people have prayed to God and then tried to receive inspiration in return. Very few could say that God spoke to me, and when they did, they were often regarded as heretics or mentally imbalanced. Yet, many people believe in God and believe that God is an intellectual, thoughtful creator who has a mind. Is there a way for us to communicate with God in a balanced and reasonable way? Hello, everyone. My name is Peter Falkenberg Brown. Welcome to the Love, Freedom, and the World video and podcast channel, where we explore ways that love, beauty, joy, and freedom can inspire and inform the human soul, transform society, and possibly transform the world. At the end of this presentation, information will be shared about how you can support this channel at patreon.com slash peterfalkenbergbrown. My topic today is Divine Writing Communion and the Joy of Living with God. For a number of years now, I've been practicing what I call Divine Writing Communion. I pray to receive God's words to me and offer God my love and embrace. I then open a document on my laptop and begin the session with the date and the sentences, Dear Beloved, is there anything that you would like to tell me now? Is there anywhere that you would like to take me now on a journey? I often write more, sharing my day or my thoughts or my questions with God, and then I place my hands on the keyboard and wait with a prayer to receive God's words. After a short time, I usually feel strong impressions of thoughts and words coming into my mind, very much like taking dictation, and then I write them down. Some people might refer to this as automatic writing or channeling, but in my case, my fingers are not moving of their own accord. I am conscious and aware and simply listening in prayer for God's response. I would describe the experience as a conversation with God based on telepathic listening. I am well aware of the fact that receiving messages from God is a controversial practice since no one really knows, including the recipient of the messages, if the messages come from God, one's higher self, one's imagination, or even from a discarnate entity other than God, benevolent or otherwise. I thus do my best to test everything I read or receive from any source with ethical principles and the virtues. If the content supports love, kindness, and virtue, it may well be worth listening to and may indeed come from a higher source. There is also the question, who are you to receive a message from God? Only holy and special people can receive God's messages. To that I say, God lives in all of us and speaks to all of us. I believe that it is now time to universally recognize that the indwelling God is equally available to all of us, without exception. I have asked myself these questions more than once. I've read many authors' texts that purport to be messages from God, and I always study them with a healthy grain of salt. 
It becomes especially important to employ a critical thought process when a person states that God has said such and such, and now you should follow this direction. I believe that God speaks to each person directly. When I asked God about the authority of a particular author's revelations from God, I received this in reply with the name changed to X. The part of me that is all of X is a different part of me than the part of me that is all of you. For that reason, each person must contact me directly to know what he or she should do and what I think about them. As you have written to your friends, no one can be closer to you than God. Read many things, but test them against the virtues and test them against what you hear from me reverberating in your soul. What I said to X isn't necessarily what I will say to you. It was right for X, but it isn't necessarily right for you. I hesitated to share about my practice of divine writing communion, but I finally decided to do so because I believe that communicating with God through writing is an astoundingly effective way to receive God's words telepathically. If one considers that God is a creative being who thinks and is fully aware of language and wishes to communicate with each of us, then telepathic communication is the fastest and most direct channel for God to employ. It's also worth considering the idea that it is entirely within God's power to reach the hearts and minds of all of us with the method of communication that works best for each of us. One person might get messages in her mind, another from angels, and someone else from an inspired human who passes on a message that he needs to hear. God could also use all of the above methods and more at different times in our lives. Who are we to say that it is impossible for the creator of the universe to speak to us telepathically. I must reiterate my feeling that we each must rely on our own communication with God when we consider what is right for each of us. It is good to be humble toward others and learn from many sources as long as we remember that we must be true to our own soul no matter what others may say. In the end, it is between God and each of us. I used to think that God would one day speak to me with audible words once I was mature enough to hear them, as God did with Moses and the burning bush at Mount Horeb. It hasn't happened yet. I'm not suggesting that it won't, but in the meantime, I have found that when I engage in a divine writing session, my mind seems to be far more open to receive God's thoughts and words in a clear and exact fashion. Perhaps it is because of the mechanical relationship between thought and the act of writing. When God telepathically transmits thoughts to each of us as we go about our day, we move between different levels of telepathic sensitivity. Even when we receive God's thoughts successfully in prayer, we don't usually write them down as they are given to us, but when we place ourselves in a receptive frame of mind with our 
hands ready to take dictation, I believe that the results can be extraordinary and beautiful. The Christian mystic and Beguin Mechthild of Magdeburg, born in 1208, wrote the book The Flowing Light of the Godhead. She received telepathic messages from God that have proven to be delightful and enduring. Her love for God and her understanding of God's omnipresent embrace were beautifully expressed in the following stanzas. Book 1, verse 24, How God Responds to the Soul That I love you passionately comes from my nature, for I am love itself. That I love you often comes from my desire, for I desire to be loved passionately. That I love you long comes from my being eternal, for I am without an end and without a beginning. Book 2, verse 6, as an excerpt. From God. When you sigh, you draw my divine heart into you. When you weep in longing for me, I take you in my arms. But when you love, we two become one being. And when we two are one being, then we can never be parted. Rather, a blissful abiding prevails between us. Book 4, verse 12 excerpts. Nothing tastes good to me but God alone. I cannot endure that a single consolation touch me except my lover. I love my earthly friends in the company of heaven, and I love my enemies in holy aching for their happiness. God has enough of everything. Caressing souls is the only thing he cannot get enough of. After such verse, what can one say or do except breathe with a sigh of love for the omnipresent God? Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter and Gab at, at @falkenbrown and email me at peterbrown at worldcommunity.com. Visit peterfalkenbergbrown.com for more information. If you think this presentation will inform or inspire others, please share the URL with as many people as possible. Your sharing of this URL is a quick and easy way to help the world. Please help this channel grow by going to patreon.com slash peterfalkenbergbrown and contributing as little as $3 per month. I am very grateful for all your support. So, until next time, love and blessings and thank you. The Love, Freedom, and the World channel is a production of World Community Films. This content is copyrighted 2019 by Peter Falkenberg Brown.